to VHS, the show where we revisit the cinematic hits of our formative years. Each episode, we watch and discuss the top-grossing film from that week, 21 years prior, what's changed about our viewing experience, and what hasn't. I'm your host, Jenna. And I'm your host, Cassie. Cassie, how are you doing this evening? Oh, I'm doing great. Yeah? Fired up. I'm so fired up. I'm ready to, to get some energy out in a positive way. <laughs> um... We're recording late this week because Cassie's computer is rebelling against our entire endeavor. Uh, yeah, it it didn't want to use the microphone for some reason. I don't know if they had a falling out, but yeah, they weren't talking to each other. Uh, it's part of this this whole DDoS thing that's sweeping the nation. It's, our devices are turning against us. Mm. We had it coming. <laughs> but returning to simpler times when the most complex telecom technology was cans and strings, our movie this week is Now and Then. Yay. Though, to be fair, they did have a walkie-talkie. Yeah, well, uh, I kind of wondered how those girls even strung up the <laughs> cans connecting to the houses that they were because it was a pretty elaborate system and I think at least one of the girls was on the second floor of her house yes. so uh, they, they got into a lot of a lot of elaborate projects those little scamps mm -hmm, those little mm -hmm. scampettes but <laughs> now and then is the story of four women Roberta Chrissy Teeny and narrator Samantha both now as grown women and then the summer of 1970 when they were 12 years old the girls all live in the same idyllic suburban neighborhood where Samantha says nothing ever happens, but they still manage to have all kinds of stereotypical perfect childhood adventures, including holding seances in a graveyard, uh, researching a mysterious death, and tangling with bratty boys. It's sort of a sandlot or stand-by-me about girls. Yep, I had the same thought. Yeah, there's even a visual reference to Stand By Me. I think when they go on their bike ride to the library a couple towns over, a train um, mm -hmm. a train comes by on an overpass. Yep, so it's like... definitely a little <laughs> nod of the hat to that movie. Only safer. <laughs> yeah. The emotional the stakes are just as high. <laughs> Physical stakes, not so much. Uh, the story of the summer of 1970 is framed in the film by a reunion of the women in present day, or early 90s, as they've all gathered in their hometown to be with Chrissy as she gives birth to her first child. Uh, now and Then was released in theaters on October 20th, 1995, opening at number two and grossing $7.4 million that first weekend. It came in second behind Get Shorty, which we'll get to in a couple weeks, but Get Shorty was number one for a while, so... We're doing backup for a couple weeks. We got time. We got time for Get Shorty. Yeah, I I don't know if I've ever seen Get Shorty, but I'm looking forward to seeing what all the fuss was about. Mm-hmm, mm hmm Me too. So Now and Then was directed by Leslie Linka Glotter. I what a name. I didn't recognize her name, and she hasn't done a whole lot of film work that I recognize, but she has directed a ton of TV, like all the best written most acclaimed tv shows of the past like oh. 10 15 years it seems like she's directed a few episodes shows like gilmore girls mad men homeland um hmm. 
that zombie one that I don't watch. <laughs> the, walk, the Walking Dead. Yes, that number yeah. one most yep, popular yep, yep. TV show in the world or something. Interesting. But yeah, she's a very versatile lady who's still doing a lot of work. Um, the movie is jam-packed with movie stars. Um, stars Demi Moore as grown-up Samantha, the narrator, and Gabby Hoffman as young Samantha. I never made this connection until, you know, just now when we rewatched re- it. Did, have you seen Gabby Hoffman in anything lately? Because she's kind of big. She's wor- still working a lot. She's like been in Girls. She's on Transparent. Um, oh, I did not recognize her from anything because I haven't seen either of those two shows. She looks pretty different. Hmm. Melanie Griffith plays grown-up Teeny, who's a glamorous movie star, and Thora Birch plays young Teeny. Um, Rosie O'Donnell is grown-up Roberta, and Christina Ricci is young Roberta. And um, one of my favorites, Rita Wilson, plays grown-up Chrissy. Uh, <laughs> Ashley Ashton Moore is probably the only not super famous person in the movie. Yep. She plays young Chrissy, and she actually died a few years ago. She died pretty young. Oh, that's terrible. Yeah, but everybody else, pretty huge star at the time. And there are a bunch of other appearances by other well-known actors in minor roles, like Hank Azaria, Bonnie Hunt, who, Cassie, I know you, you have soft spot for Bonnie, Bonnie Hunt, too. No, I, I don't, actually. <laughs> but why did you leave this note in our show notes? Mmm, Bonnie Hunt. <laughs> Just not an actress uh, I've thought about uh, recently. So I thought, mmm, Bonnie Hunt, why not? She's, she's only in there for like two minutes. I don't know if she used to have a bigger role or what, but they went they went all out and got Bonnie Hunt to play Chrissy's I forget- mom. Oh, her mom, right, with the flower story and all that. Which maybe my understanding of of the human reproductive system isn't quite uh accurate, but that didn't seem like the worst way of explaining to a young girl. I don't know, everyone <laughs> the little girls like guffaw and guffaw when Chrissy explains it to them, but it's like not, not entirely off base. I mean, it's what? a very silly metaphor for it, but it's fine. It's maybe something you would go. say to an eight-year-old rather than a twelve-year-old, but yeah, I guess that's the problem. She's she's Chrissy's supposed to be kind of uh, naive for her age, I guess. I don't know. Just like in addition to all those fabulous stars, also Janine Garofalo and an uncredited Brendan Fraser. As a world world weary Vietnam vet, that was so weird. It was so out of place. Like it really was. Know. It seemed like they were checking off boxes. Like, whoa, we're talking about the seventies. We can't not have a Vietnam veteran mm-hmm. just walking uh, down the road. You know, that's what they all did back then. How did he get there? Oh, someone must the, have just dumped him in the middle of the somewhere. woods. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe cool. that's the commentary about how we treated them in the 70s. I'm sure that's what they were going for. Mm. But um, also to set, you know, set the scene, um, the movie's got an amazing soundtrack with songs by mm-hmm. contemporary bands like the Archies, Stevie Wonder, uh, the Jackson 5, and Tony Orlando and Dawn. So, oh, yeah. I think that is what I remembered most from this movie, because honestly, I didn't really remember half the ins and outs and the little adventures that they get into. But I remembered 
all the songs, especially the one where they knock three times on the ceiling. <laughs> that was my um, favorite. Yeah, it's a really good soundtrack. I found when I was rewatching this, I didn't remember the plot like at all. All the stuff with Dear Johnny, I had I had no memory of, but mm-hmm. I did remember the cultural stuff like the songs and the fact that they're drinking these drinks called black cows and black cows yeah it's like a root it's like a root beer float with coke instead of root beer oh i didn't catch the the cute little name but i did notice they had some kind of float in the diner Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah so i i had really loved this movie when it first came out i don't think i saw it in theaters but i definitely watched it at some point and i had the book that i bought from like the scholastic booklet that they would send around like book orders because um, mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. always bought way too many books from those usually a couple babysitters club books and some other rando stuff I had this one um, but I, I didn't read as a child <laughs> <laughs> or now so I wasn't aware there was a novelization of this movie well it did like it had no reason to exist. I don't really know why they made a novelization of it. It's not like it started out as a book. It's like someone decided to turn it into a book for kids who were too cool to watch the movie. Mm, too cool, yeah. Yeah, like so cool that their classmates were all really intimidated by them. And <laughs> <laughs> that kind of a cool kid. But did you at least see the movie? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I saw it, although I don't remember when I saw it. I'm pretty sure I watched it at somebody's house for, like, a sleepover. Because mm-hmm. this was not the kind of movie that the Tilly household had on VHS. Well, so. the Tilly household was kind of like the Roberta household, right? Except that you It was! Except we had a mom around. That was kind of... That's a pretty big difference. You had a mom, so it was even better. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <clears throat> so when you watched the movie, did you find yourself uh, relating to Roberta at all or to any of the girls? Um, yes. D- certainly, certainly Roberta for the, you know, living in a house with three older brothers... Um, although they weren't constantly wrestling each other, but, you know, similar situation. Uh, I don't think I ever taped my boobs up that I can remember. <laughs> although I probably wore a sports bra for a little too long, like, when I was that younger. Like, oh, this this is really comfortable and keeps them in control. I'll just keep wearing this. That's <laughs> what you're supposed to do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um but other than that, I guess I'm a little bit of a Chrissy too cuz I like oh clean things and I have a little <laughs> bit of an OCD tendency, although I don't brush my hair exactly 100 times, but a little bit. Well, it's interesting you should bring up those two things, the taping of the boobs and the brushing of the hair because I didn't realize how influential this movie was on me until I rewatched it. And there were a couple of weird things that I definitely remember doing. And (laughs) 
watching the movie the other day, I thought, like, I must have gotten the idea from this movie because where else would I have heard of that? One of mm-hmm. them being brushing my hair a hundred times. Um, the other, you did not, that? I did. Yeah, I used Me. to brush my hair one hundred strokes. Um, <laughs> That's adorable. Yes, uh, I was. <laughs> I was precious, but I I didn't tape my boobs down. But one year I was um, I was Scarlett O'Hara for Halloween, and instead of wearing a corset, I duct taped my waist to try to make it smaller. <laughs> Did that work? Kinda, yeah. I mean, it's a really <laughs> uncomfortable, difficult to, uh, difficult to apply girdle, essentially. Yeah, like, and to remove, like, if I you were I having breathing problems. Yeah, but oh god, that seems like a really bad idea. Well, I mean, it's hard to tape yourself into it. It's like. It just kind of makes your shirt wind around a lot. Because I wasn't taping my skin. I was, like, taping a, a tank top. Oh, that's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Gotcha. Oh, God. It would be that's a good to, idea. To do it to my skin. Yeah, yeah I was going to say. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it had the effect. And let's see. I was probably I was probably 11 or 12 when I did that. So a lot of it was probably just about getting into character and feeling like I was wearing a corset to go with my hoop skirt that was made out of clothes hangers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Right, sure. Let's, let's do a little rundown of the characters cuz a lot of the appeal of the movie does just come from the characters. Um yeah, a lot of the appeal comes from like the fact that it's this 1970s set piece where it's just like, look at the colors, look at the uh, the decor, look at these funny products that you might remember if you're a grown lady at the time watching the movie. But yeah, totally. Big nostalgia factor. Yeah, and that's part of why I like this movie, I think, is because it's one of my favorite subgenres. I love those specifically coming of age stories that take place in the like 50s and 60s. Um, yeah, and so seeing one that's specifically from a girl's perspective is even better, regardless of any mm-hmm. you know insufficiencies plot-wise. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right, uh, Roberta, like we've already said, played by by Christina Ricci, is a tomboy. She's got three brothers, a dad, and her mom passed away before the movie starts, like when she was a, a little girl. Um, and she grows up to be a gynecologist who, in the opening credits, is featured in Contemporary o- OBGYN magazine. Did you catch that? <laughs> no, I didn't. That's funny. <laughs> During the credits, when it's panning over, like, accessories to tell you who each of these women are, uh, there's that magazine. And then there's an award that I presume Teeny won called the Goddess Award. Uh, oh. Mm-hmm. Really? I I thought I caught a People's Choice Award in there. Yeah, there was one of those the Goddess too. Award. I rewound it oh, just okay. to double check. I was like, does that say Goddess Award? <laughs> what did she win that for? Uh, Roberta's a tomboy, both now and then. We don't hear too much about her life, other than she's seems to be popular in the town. She never leaves her hometown. Uh, she's beloved by the locals, so all-around pretty solid, oh, down-to-earth person. Seems to be taking care of Chrissy, who's ready the to worst. burst with the baby. Just, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
so I really, like I mentioned, I really love Rita Wilson. I'm not even sure why. There's just something about her voice and mannerisms. She just delights me. I think she's a, she's one of my like mature lady crushes. Oh, I don't know that I, what else has she done? Uh, she's Tom Hanks' wife. I don't <laughs> even know what else she's been in. Oh, that's than... nice. I did know that. Yeah. Now Probably the whole it. mystique of also being part of a couple with such a delightful man. But Chrissy, played by Rita Wilson, is the worst. Like, I think I know people like her who have never left their hometown. They are super into their high school slash childhood friends and keeping everything the way it was and just generally being perfect in a really boring headed way (laughs) yeah um as i mentioned i identify very very lightly with chrissy because i have a pretty strong boring streak in my life where i enjoy boring things like taking naps (laughs) and doing your hair in perfect ringlets just like you did when you were 12 no no not that but it is nice to have a clean room. It is. It's not <laughs> always it's not always possible for some people. <laughs> yeah, that that's where the similarities with me and Chrissy stop. And I guess a little bit with being the last to know about things, like, like uh getting dirty jokes or seeing Devin Sawa's penis. Yes. <laughs> exactly. I'm always the last to see Devin Sawa's penis. <laughs> It's not very big. Well, Cassie, sometime I'll explain to you why that is. (laughs) Not right now. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, um, Our another another one of the four girls who I would like to point out is probably also named Christine or Christina. So we've got girls named Chrissy and Teeny, I guess. I don't know. That's kind of a nice touch because I feel like they're always statistically enough girls that have the same name in a generation that you're going to have a couple of them in a friend group that have the same name totally like we had like five sarahs in our grade Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you get your sarah with an h your sarah with no h your Mm -hmm. sarah that you don't call sarah at all but you call something else because you can't Mm -hmm. keep all your sarahs straight (laughs) yep so this movie we've got a chrissy and a teeny and of the four girls I probably identified with Teeny the most when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, I could see that. I can probably you can probably tell from how glamorous I was then and still am. <laughs> I remember you had a, a healthy obsession with Marilyn Monroe. That for was a not while. that was not healthy. But <laughs> Teeny also Teeny's got pictures of Marilyn Monroe in her room. She mm-hmm. wants to raise Marilyn Monroe from the dead at their seance. <laughs> Healthy, like I said, a healthy obsession. <laughs> I guess it's more normal than I thought. Though maybe <laughs> in the late 2000s, it's not as, as normal as it would have been in 1970. That's true. Yeah, probably <laughs> less girls interested in, in her in 1995. Well, those girls are tasteless hags. Mm-hmm. But Teenie's got this really, she's both, like a lot of the girls, like, 
most of the girls in this movie, she's both really idealistic and imaginative, but also pretty cynical. Like, 12 is the age when you're starting to figure some shit out and Mm. realizing it's not as great as most girls might have spent their whole lives thinking. They're just starting Mm. to open up to this stuff. Um, And there's a scene between Samantha and Teenie where Samantha sort of confesses to her like oh my parents are having trouble at home I think that sometimes adults lie to you and Teenie's mm-hmm. basically like yeah they do like <laughs> this is not news yeah. to her because um, mm-hmm. her parents have been kind of crappy her whole life and it's not just like a thing she's she thinks she's learning not mm-hmm. that that part isn't you know strictly autobiographical but that sort of like wiser than her years awareness of you know the life of grown-ups yeah, something yeah. I can can relate to in addition to the glamour. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she comes across as more mature because of her interest and also, I guess, because of what she's gone through at a young age. So. And also because of her pudding boobs. Yeah, yeah. And the fact that, yeah, she does that. That so. she wears balloons full of pudding in her bra. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What was, oh, the jello was just too jiggly. <laughs> it's a real problem. Well, lastly, Samantha, our narrator, I thought was all right. So, so young. I thought all of the young girls were great. I thought they were all just delightful. They were good actresses for child actresses, um, mm-hmm. especially. Um, I thought especially Thora Birch and Christina Ricci were like actually good actresses. Yeah, absolutely. Samantha, young Samantha, Gabby Hoffman is also pretty good. I thought Demi Moore as grown-up Samantha was the worst part of the whole movie. (laughs) (laughs) God, get over it, Samantha. Jeez. Like, all right. I I think it's eh, probably not worth watching the whole, probably not worth watching any part of the movie if you're not going to be into the whole thing. But that beginning scene where Samantha introduces herself as the narrator is just so delightfully bad like (laughs) (laughs) i really appreciate that this movie especially after all of the movies that we've been watching lately is so girl focused and not in a cliched way like this is what i think girls want to hear because it's not all stereotypical the girls do a bunch of things that aren't cliched girl things um, Mm -hmm. that could have worked just as well if it were a movie that were written with boy characters and then the girls were subbed in yeah but I agree. Adult Samantha, all of the adults were pretty weak, I thought. But yeah. adult Samantha is so absurd. She, you want to describe her her um her attire? She has a pretty distinctive look. It's what I would call a steampunk, a boring steampunk look. Like there's none of the fun stuff with steampunk, like cool little gadgets and stuff it's just she's wearing like a men's dark tuxedo yeah that doesn't fit her right and some uh, i forget where how her hair was but it wasn't wasn't great it was like a messy bun yeah um i would describe her look as annie hall the sad clown <laughs> <laughs> Annie Hall meets Charles Bukowski. <laughs> Sad old grandpa clown. She wears a 
men's three-piece suit oversized she's a chain smoker um Mm. her car is just covered in cases of marlboro reds and Mm -hmm. she introduces herself in a gruff voice talking about she's going back to her childhood home a place she thought she'd never go back (laughs) and but but when a chick makes a pact with her girlfriends when she's 12 she's got to keep her promise (laughs) which this is news to me but Uh. um then she tells us that she picked the wrong week to quit smoking yeah pops a cassette into the tape deck and (laughs) sophie b hawkins as i lay me down starts playing (laughs) i forgot about that song that's how we know Samantha is not a bitch you want to trifle with. Mm-mm. Oh, good God, girl. Get a grip. Yeah, we. she says some, I don't know, she's just, like, the, the, these women, the adult characters have no real reason to exist. I guess they wanted to tack on some, like, more movie stars to add to the movie, but I think the movie would have been just fine if it were just a movie about four girls in 1970 uh having some adventures and learning some lessons yeah i i think really the only thing that the the now part offers is like oh it's good to stay in touch with people which is nice it's a nice thing but it it's not necessary yeah I'd like to see another sequel that only is now, like, 2016, and it'll talk about, like, how those women, like, how their lives were affected after they had this random reunion to (laughs) converge on some, you know, childhood friends, perfectly normal, perfectly healthy childbirth. Mm -hmm. Like, if one of the girls we were hanging out with when we were 12, other than you, called me up and was like, I need you. Remember we made a pact? I'd be like, uh, (laughs) sorry. I got a thing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Unless Chrissy truly doesn't have any friends, and these are the only people other than Roberta she has, which is possible. I guess. I mean, I'd kind of like to see a sequel where those four girls go off to, like, high school oh like, yeah and drift apart like, yeah deal with that because that's a thing that happens to a lot of girls in high school like oh these people i was like best friends forever with like four years ago now all of a sudden are completely different and terrible yeah i bet some of that happened too like you can see the seeds of it in these girls they're very different people and like they're kind of in little twosomes, like Roberta and Chrissy are obviously closer than than Teeny and and Samantha are to each other. Like, or like, yeah. you know, those th- there are two little twosomes within the four group. That's like, yeah. yeah, that happens a lot where people are just super close friends because they just live in the same neighborhood. And when right. you're a little kid, you can be friends with people for no real reason other than that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but then when you grow into an actual person with interests, um beyond everything in the world and riding your bike mm-hmm. yeah. people change mm. yeah and uh and as as samantha says as we get older it gets harder to just believe which is mm. weird coming from the one who grows up to be a science fiction writer 
Uh, is it? I feel like because she's got this weird like goth thing going on. So like, why didn't they like make her an author of something other than science fiction? Because I feel like science fiction author like you have to like believe in like. I don't magic know, making up, yeah, magic, yeah. kind of, it's science fiction, but it's still magic. She doesn't seem like she would write anything fun. Is it like just cold, hard science fiction? I don't know, it's Ugh. like stuff about aliens, I think, because Chrissy's kind of chastising her, like, why don't you write stuff like Danielle Steele? I don't understand any of this stuff you say with aliens. <laughs> Just Demi Moore does not, her character does not seem like she writes books about aliens. Definitely not. Because she's so aggressive about like, I don't have any imagination, life's hard. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm a very unhappy person. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, you would think she would write like a bunch of like fantasy and horror stuff where she just goes over and over the seance type of thing and... Mm -hmm. Creepy old men in graveyards. Yep. Movies about sad things. Not movies. Books. Hmm. Like really, really sad dramas is what I see her writing. <laughs> about like divorce and death and really hard yeah. stuff like divorce. Oh wow. <laughs> <laughs> Though it was nineteen seventy when that happened, so I guess maybe it was harder to deal with back then and Sci-fi is her way of uh, of processing the disturbance of the natural order of life. Uh, she seemed interested in that before. That's true. Parents broke up, but yeah. I guess I guess when your parents break up and Mo Sislak comes over for dinner. <laughs> kind of messes with your head <laughs> he seemed like such a nice man i mean i assume that that was just sort of a plot hole that the mom was having him come over like the day after the dad moved out because seemed that way yeah uh, there's some weird stuff going on with that mom like she was tarting herself up for a year before the divorce and clearly was trying to work things out with the dad but then the minute the dad moves out she's got a new boyfriend coming over yeah, um, I don't know. I guess it's meant to be kind of mysterious. Like, you don't understand adult relationships. A don't woman's try gotta, to. Yeah, a woman's got to provide for her family. She has to find a mate. And if her husband's out of the house for two days, oh my God, her family might starve. So she's got to find a new man. Yeah, clock's ticking. Clock is ticking. Even though the plot of this movie is... So, like, strictly speaking, the plot of the movie is that these four girls in their sort of last summer of childish, like, imagination and ad adventure um, try to solve the mystery of a dead boy who's buried in their local cemetery. And in the process, they, you know, come to terms with the breakup of family and um, their, you know, the, the lies that their parents tell them or um mm. boys um and they discover that you know no matter what else happens they can always rely on each other so like that's a pretty lame plot that's not a very <laughs> compelling plot <sighs> not really but what makes it enjoyable is that they're they're four really good characters yeah i think they, they all definitely are. they all stand pretty well on their own 
um, mm-hmm. and they do have really good chemistry with each other. I like that moment when um, Roberta pretends that she is that she's drowned, mm-hmm. and all, all the girls get really mad at her, but Chrissy gets really furious and slaps her. Yeah. And I thought that was like that was a pretty true moment where like some people are really sweet and innocent and naive, but then like they if you upset them in some like with something that's really important to them, they can, you know, they're not afraid to stand up for themselves when it really matters. Yeah, I liked I liked that scene very much for Chrissy because otherwise she was pretty boring. But it's good to see that she had some kind of passion. Yeah. Especially yeah. for her for her BFF safety. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed the scene where Roberta kicked the crap out of that bully at the softball field. Oh yeah. That was great. She yeah. was yeah, she was awesome. Christina Ricci is I kinda wanna watch more Christina Ricci stuff now. I don't really know what else she would be as entertaining in. But she's Have you ever seen Mermaid? No, I haven't. Oh my god, watch Mermaids. Okay, so that's it's got Cher in it. That's Cher and Winona Ryder and little Christina Ricci. Yeah. Oh man, that sounds awesome. Yeah. Yeah, we should watch it. So, what what do you think, Cassie? Would you rec- Would you recommend that uh, people check this movie out? Give it another. Give the old now treatment. Hmm. I would say. If you watched it when you were younger, then yes, I would definitely say revisit this and discover all of the little crazy ways that it infiltrated your subconscious and influenced something that you did as a preteen. But I feel like if you haven't really seen it, mm, I don't know if it would draw you in as much now. Mm-hmm. Just picking it up now because like we said the plot's a little it doesn't really grab you um so you have to really be invested in it in order to like hang in and wait for the characters to get fleshed out and become interested in it yeah i would tend to agree i i would even say that people who haven't i would hmm I think this movie definitely appeals more to women than to men, even mm-hmm. though um, even though the girls aren't super stereotypical or only interested in girl-related things. I just, anecdotally, I haven't seen it really sparking anything with men as much as it does with women. Um, mm-hmm. But even, even women or feminine-inclined people, people with feminine inclined tastes um might enjoy it if they didn't see it when they were kids just because there's like i don't know it's pretty delightful and people who grew up in the 70s would probably get a real kick out of revisiting it and just remembering Mm. the fashions and the bikes Um, yeah and some of those like the relationships that young girls have with each other are pretty timeless so i'm sure young girls today could relate to at least some of the conversations that they have. Yeah. Um, yeah, I wouldn't say to put it at the top of your list. I wouldn't say run right out and get it right now. But it's a it's a sweet little movie. Maybe if you have a cold 
and you're just sort of laying on the couch and mm. drinking mm-hmm. some soup. It's a very yeah. comforting movie. I would agree. Yeah. It's not the best movie, but it makes you feel nice watching it. Mm-hmm. It's a warm blanket movie. It's a it's a sick day movie. Sick day and yeah. soup. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, Cassie. It might be kind of hard to see, but uh, what movie are we going to talk about next? I don't know. It's kind of... It's very... Uh, it's pale. Hard to read. It's very... <laughs> yeah. It's pale. <laughs> what does it say? Does it say powder? Oh, uh, yeah, it does. Mm. Yes, next week we're going to be watching Powder, which I've never seen before. But me neither. I guess it's about time that I did. <laughs> We're going to need some bronzer after it. <laughs> Cass, thanks for talking with me this evening. And to everyone who tuned in, thanks for joining us. You can find us on Twitter at VHESpod. And we'll be back again next week discussing powder on VHS. <laughs> in thailand they're not even in africa (laughs) i'm gonna cut this whole part because i don't know jack shit about (laughs) they're not even in africa (laughs) oh shit